0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm your host, joined by uh, Rod Babers, former Longhorn, uh, local radio host in Austin, Texas, and on one of four point nine, uh, the Horn. Uh, also, former NFL player as well. Uh, Rod, uh, Longhorns win thirty-eight to twenty, beat West Virginia. Uh, I tell you what, the the horns jumped out on in front and never looked back tonight.
1: Yeah, uh, great way to bounce back, obviously from a very disappointing loss versus Tech. Uh, They had the players only meeting this week. Uh, You know how that goes. All right. Uh, I think they just wanted to make sure that things didn't go off the rails, but I love the way the team responded. And, you know, some of the things that had plagued the, uh, you know, this team in the last couple of weeks, I think they did find a remedy for, Uh, you know, they got off the field on third down on money downs early in the game. Of course, later on the game, Davey Daniels and uh, West Virginia made some plays, but by then, um, not gonna say the game was out of hand, but it was. It was uh, Texas was in in command of the game. I will say that uh, yep. I, 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 there was no point, honestly, after Texas got up two touchdowns, where I ever thought that West Virginia was a real threat to Texas. And I'll give Texas a lot of credit for that. They seemed to keep their their foot on the throat for most of the night.
0: Yeah, I, I tell you what, they gave up two long drives in the second half. I, I think that you'd like to see them. Uh, They had multiple opportunities to get off, uh, get off the field there, but did not. But this wasn't a perfect game. Nobody's saying it was, uh, but Texas gets on the right side of the win column. This was a game Texas could ill afford to lose. uh, And you just didn't know what kind of Texas team you would get. Uh, I thought that uh, Hudson Card, as we see here, played his best game as a Longhorn. Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, one of the reasons why I felt like is Steve Sarkeesian really relied on the short passing game to get Card going and loosen up uh, the box a little bit uh, and allow uh, Hudson Card to get going. Let's look at the stats real quick. Uh, Card finishes 21 of 27 for 303 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, we're going to talk to Tommy Yerish. Uh, he's on site uh, at DKR right now, uh, hearing a little bit about Hudson and what what he saw from the atmosphere. Uh, Before we go into these stats, though, and before I ask Rod a couple of other questions, uh, postgame show is brought to you by uh, accomplished Austin realtor, Laura Baker. Laura and the Austin and the Andy Allen team uh, at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. If you're moving within the city of Austin, Uh, Laura would be your person or if you're wanting to buy a a second home in the capital city. Hey, Rod, uh, look at these stats. Obviously Bijan did not get that many carries until the game was out of reach and they tried to ice it and Texas was able to ice it. That was nice to see. Uh, But I think probably the most important stat, six of the first eight drives Texas had ended in points. Uh, That's pretty impressive uh, for the Longhorns and getting on top of teams like they did with West Virginia, against West Virginia and scoring touchdowns and not field goals uh helped put this out of reach.
1: And another trend you pointed out Bobby just when you know you and I were texting was you know that the defense at least in the last three games had given up early scores on long scoring drives right to UTSA to Alabama uh and then also to Tech and in this game, on those first initial drives, those first two drives of the game where Texas early on had been giving up scores and then kind of forced into a position where they're uh, uh, they're unable to get on top of an opponent early, uh, the defense actually showed up. And those money downs we talked about, right, third and fourth down, that's what Sartre said specifically they were going to work on. He said, man, we actually defensively, we worked on money downs, third and fourth down. I believe that West Virginia started two of seven on third downs in the game. And by then, by the time they did find a rhythm of some kind, uh, Texas was already up. They were up by, you know, three scores at that point. And obviously that's not enough for Texas because we've seen Texas uh, actually collapse even after being up, you know, double digits and being up two, three scores. But still, at that point, it did seem like the Texas defense came out with a more aggressive game plan. I got to go look at the stats and see how much they blitzed Uh, JT Daniels. I'm not sure they blitzed him more than they blitzed Donovan Smith but I think the timing of the blitzes go look at them. At least on third down I saw a lot more aggressive play calling getting after JT Daniels a lot more aggressively than they got after Donovan Smith. I think it paid off. tremendously. I
0: think think that JT Daniels clearly uh, could not really control the pocket. Uh, The interior pass rush of the Longhorns was really good tonight. Uh, Keandre Coburn had a great one in the first half, I thought. Uh, then Tavondre Sweat. Uh, I'm not sure uh, how uh, to handle this at all. Uh, but uh, that roughing the passer call was... Uh, it's, it's the
1: new era, Bobby. It's the new era of football, Bobby. Yeah, that you do well.
0: it, man. I don't, exactly I don't like it. it. I don't like it. Uh, I want to say this before we go any further, though. And uh, That reminded me of something I, I wanted to say almost at the outset. Uh, really thinking about C.J. Donaldson right now. Uh, the young man from West Virginia, uh, unfortunately, uh, went and left uh, the field of play, was immobilized. Uh, the running back uh, for West Virginia, true freshman out of Miami, uh, immobilized after a third, third and one or third and two. Uh, it looked like just a regular old play in the middle of a scrum, uh, but apparently he knocked his head. Uh, and while the announcers said he was knocked out cold, They ended up immobilizing him, and I never saw his legs move uh, during that period of time. And I I know uh, somebody said that they saw a thumb put up, but I couldn't tell if that was a a true one or or if someone was helping him with it. Um, Anyways, everybody in Austin uh, is thinking about him and around uh, Texas uh, Nation right now because that young man uh, played hard uh, and played fair, and and it's, it's tough to see something like that. Ha- happen it really really is uh that that that's just one of those things that happens in football uh but we all care about uh rod uh over overwhelming takeaways uh for the longhorns tonight uh really really strong first half uh from uh hudson card
1: yeah i mean hudson card that's the best game we've seen him play and you know strangely enough Uh, the running game uh, was largely neutralized by West Virginia. They did a decent job. And Texas didn't really need the running game after they had gotten on top of West Virginia. One thing I love is Sark's confidence in Hudson Carr. All right, go look at the first down pass rate. Uh, I haven't tracked it just yet because I haven't done the math with the game being done. But I know early on, they were throwing the ball on first down. Early on, trying to you know break tendency. I'm sure West Virginia came into the game thinking, "Are oh, they going to run the ball early on? Try to stop to run." Not Texas. threw the ball. A lot of confidence on the guard and the deep ball. Uh, Hudson Card finally got finding a rhythm with the deep ball, something he struggled with. So I think Sark really opened up the playbook for Hudson Card. He was criticized for the second half versus Texas Tech, that he didn't have confidence in Hudson Card to open up the playbook, let him make some of those throws. And I think he got into a rhythm early on, right? Some short, high percentage throws, screen game. Um, and then once uh, Hudson Card found his rhythm, you saw him making plays in the pocket, buying time, making nice. for The one he got to Jordan Whittington, that was, you know, the little drop in the bucket, uh, right over the defensive back. That was in any Boston time. That might have been one of the nicest plays I've seen in Carter make on a football field. It was
0: beautiful. I, I thought he did that. I thought he, the first touchdown to Worthy. He stood in and took a hit uh, and still delivered the uh, ball right out. Of, right when, right when, er, uh, right when uh, Worthy made his break. Too, uh, they showed the all twenty-two on that, and uh, you could tell he threw it right when he made his break in the face of uh, pressure. That was a I mean, look, Hudson Card is getting better. Period. Better. Uh, I mean, does he? Is he? Is he Quinn Ewers from an athletic or arm talent standpoint, or at least from an arm talent standpoint? Probably not. Uh, but he is getting better. He's now two and one as a starter at Texas. Um, we'll have to wait and see uh, how the rest of this goes. But uh, and what happens next week uh, with Quinn Ewers and whether or not he's back uh, in time for uh, Oklahoma? We would assume so, but it's still. Uh, very, very early, um, Rod. I want to go to Tommy Yerish right now. Uh, bring in Tommy. He's at DKR. Uh, Tommy, give us a give us the feel of what it was like at, in DK, DKR tonight. The atmosphere.
2: Hey, Bobby. Hey, Rod. Good to be with you guys. I'm here with uh, all of our good friends, TJ Ford in the Hall of Honor. Uh, hundred thousand, <laughs> hundred thousand plus again. That's the third third game in a row. Hundred thousand plus here with the fans of DKR. Uh, saw it start to fill up a little bit more closer to kickoff and they were just as loud man uh it was a really great atmosphere they're they're really behind their guys even especially after such a disappointing loss last week uh this this crowd was really rallying behind them and you could tell that it was paying off in the first half made things difficult for the west virginia defense or well, west virginia offense excuse me um uh, the texas defense played really well today
0: yeah one of the things we talked about is the crowd getting involved in uh right really in one of the very first possessions there was a uh, illegal, illegal procedure penalty for West Virginia. That that uh, is just another one of those things that helped. Uh, it helped uh, the Longhorns win. Uh, Tommy, what was uh, what was, what was your take on Hudson Card early in the game, uh, really setting the stage for the Longhorns?
2: Yeah, I think it's safe to say this is one of, if not maybe, the best game we've seen Hudson Card play uh, in a Texas uniform. 303 yards and three touchdowns for Hudson tonight. Uh, just really solid, especially in the first half. Had a couple of throws that I think he would have liked to have back. Uh, the one that really sticks out to me is he had Xavier Worthy wide open down the seam in the middle of the field. Uh, that would have made it easily four touchdowns, but then Xavier comes back and throws a touchdown pass of his own. Uh, but really solid stuff from cards tonight. I think the one thing I was looking for for Hudson today was better ball placement. We saw him struggle a little bit with that uh, throughout his career. And he was really on the money a lot tonight. He made some good down the sideline throws to guys like Jordan Whittington and JT Sanders. I love seeing the involvement of JT Sanders. They love to slip him out into the flat, get some runners in front of him, blockers in front of him, excuse me. uh, And that's easy yardage with a guy like JT. He's just so athletic and so quick that he makes it look really easy.
0: Tommy, I appreciate you, man. We'll we'll get back to you here in a little bit uh, and have more from you from uh, DKR. Uh, That's Tommy Yerish of On Texas Football and Inside Texas. We appreciate it, Tommy. Yes, hey, Rod, hey, Rod. Rod, I got to say this. Uh, Tommy's Tommy's going to be a pro one day, isn't he? Oh, no doubt, man.
1: Tommy does good stuff. He knows how to throw in the humor. All right. He puts you with a little punchline, a little one-liner. Keeps it going. I'm a big fan. Already a fan. No question.
0: Hey, uh, a couple of things I want to go to. Um, offensive player of the game, I think we go with uh, Hudson Card. You you agree?
1: Yeah, no question. I mean, if you just really love Xavier Worthy, I guess maybe you could do that. But Huffson Cards, uh, like I said, there's so many great plays I can think of. You just brought up the one where he gets hit and he throws a touchdown to X-Man. I love that Jay Witt play where he buys some time, throws it right over, just a drop in the bucket. Uh, you know, and, and Tommy brought up another play, too, where he was able to make a play and uh, you know buy some time and throw it to, to J.T. Sanders on the sideline and let him get those yak yards. Uh, he he really did. I mean, he, he's growing and getting and better. It's actually, uh, it, I think a lot of Longhorn fans are enjoying his growth and development. I love the fact that last year the narrative about Hudson Card was, you know, he didn't have that dog in him. Uh, he, he didn't have the natural leadership and, you know, the, the guys wouldn't follow him. And now the narrative that he shifted, and by the way, changed my mind about it too, uh, that now he's a guy that can lead this team uh, that can also now prove that even when you're not a balanced uh, offensive attack when you're running game, is it the, the, the lifeblood of the offense? Uh, he can go out there and make some throws and go win your game. That's what he did today. I mean, that's, this is a this is a game plan built around Hudson Carr, uh, more so than B. John Robinson on the running game, which is a surprise to me, and
0: I think it was a surprise to West Virginia too. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's the first time. I, I, I agree with you. It's the first time that that we saw Sark really try to get the ball quick outside throughout the entire game almost. Um, Like he's gone away from that in the second half and tried to lean on Bijan as the team's best player. And the holes just aren't there unless you keep going outside a little bit because this Texas run team uh, or the offensive line is not dominating enough. Uh, But again, uh, card finishes 21 of 27 for 303 yards uh, and three touchdowns. I I tell you another one you could have given the the offensive player of the game too. How about JT Sanders, Rod? Uh, A Tremendous game uh, from Sanders Uh, caught a couple of quick, easy ones early to get the chains moving, Uh, made a nice catch on that uh, double pass from worthy. And then man, he made a nice move on that DV and kind of left him flat footed on the little slant to the back of the end zone uh, and uh, provided a a big, uh, a big, uh, uh, target there for, for uh, Hudson Card. Um, you know, you look at what what it, what happened today, Sanders 5 of 78. That's a lot for a tight end, bud. Yeah, it is. And,
1: you know, Sark is a guy that said publicly that the tight end position is the second most important position in his offense behind the quarterback. Uh, a lot of Longwood fans would beg to disagree with that because you don't really see the production. This is the best game we've seen from J.T. Sanders since that ULM game, and now you've seen him being used as a vertical threat downfield. Yes, He's been used as a safety blanket, and you can use him in the screen games, great in yak yards, but I love when he's a vertical threat. When they're working him down the seam, or you see him working those those long, deep crossing routes, he's a guy that can really be a difference maker, an impact player in the passing game. He's an, I mean, he's an instant mismatch. I mean, who can who can match up with J.T. Sanders unless you're putting a DB on him? And for most DBs, he's a little bit too big and too physical for the DBs, especially in the red zone. It's a red zone nightmare.
0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure.
1: You got this. Adidas.
0: Um, Rod, uh, Texas winning 38 to 20, if you're just joining us. Uh, big win tonight for the Longhorns. They needed it. It was a team in search of a uh, reassurance, almost. Uh, a fan base at some level in search of reassurance after a tough loss in Lubbock. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it was one of those losses last week that was it felt too much like deja vu. And I tell you what, the uh, Longhorns came out. Steve Sarkeesian, I think, give, them, give him credit. Creative with the game plan. Switched things up. Uh, made made Texas not one dimensional in, in the second half. And even uh, particularly in the first, first half had some creative uh, ways to get uh, the ball out. Uh, Hudson card did a really nice job with some option routes hitting the second option. Sometimes it's just the short one. Uh, I like what they did overall. And then in the third quarter and fourth quarter, excuse me, the fourth quarter, uh, I, I thought, I thought Hudson card played well again, even though he wasn't, you know un- unbeatable or anything he had a third and seven scramble uh, that for about 15 20 yards and at that point the game was out of reach and not that not that i thought um, uh, west virginia was coming back at that point uh, but i felt like hey this is this was hudson card's night he just put it on ice
1: yeah everything for you know for west virginia was was hard right on defense it seems like for for texas you know, uh, defensive, they made life really tough and difficult on JT Daniels, on West Virginia. I didn't love the West Virginia game plan, uh, but they did actually make some adjustments late that they were able to have some success with. But man, it was tough for them. It was tough sledding. And by then the game was out of reach. At no point in the game did I feel that, you know, West Virginia was a real threat to come back and, uh, you know, pull a a late game uh, comeback win against Texas. I thought Texas wasn't in control of the game, and I think Steve Sarkisian, even though you know, I think I'm not sure if I you know been able to track it yet and see exactly uh, it, how conservative he got in the second half. But I think he, uh, he he had that deep ball in the second half to Xavier Worthy. Um, I think you know any time that the game was and somewhat competitive, uh, I think Steve Sarkisian called a really good game. I think he, uh, he put his team in a really good position all throughout the game uh, to make sure they had control of the game, uh, but also that they were able to operate in an efficient and effective way.
0: All right. I want to go back to Tommy Yarish here. Uh, Tommy's at DKR uh, force. us. Uh, one of the other keys on defense uh, for the Longhorns is what I want to talk about next, uh, and that's the run defense for the Longhorns. It was solid pretty much all night. Uh, Tanya, what were your thoughts on the run defense for the Longhorns?
2: Yeah, I want to touch on run defense. They held West Virginia to 61 yards on the ground. Uh, Just really impressive stuff, especially considering, you know, how teams like Texas Tech ran against them last week. Donovan Smith in the backfield had a couple nice rushes. Uh, But this time, the Longhorns really looked great, and especially around the edges. West Virginia tried to stretch that line of scrimmage out earlier on, in the earlier downs on their drives trying to get it out into the flat, maybe trying to bounce around to the outside on a run. Um, and Texas was all over it. They were flying to the ball. Guys like Jalen Ford, DeMarvion, Overshone, even some of the defensive linemen getting off of their stance a little bit away from the line, uh, going out to make some big tackles. So certainly the run defense set a little bit to me. Uh, one thing I'd like to see a little bit of improvement on would be the pass defense. And I think that I can – I speak for all Longhorn fans we say that. Another 230-plus yards, I think, through the air for JT Daniels. And a lot of that came later in the second half when it seemed like the defense just kind of let the, let their foot off the gas a little bit and uh, just got a little too comfortable. And certainly you have to sharpen that up heading into such a big rivalry game like Oklahoma next week.
0: Uh, hey, uh, uh, Tommy, you're not, uh, you're not able to see this, uh, but Matt, our producer, has put up on the, on the screen. C.J. Donaldson, uh, the West Virginia running back, is alert, stable, and has movement in his extremities. He is awaiting further testing. That's great news. Feeling it, great, great news. What uh, describe that
2: scene for those that weren't in
0: the stadium tonight?
2: Silence. It was it was just pure silence. Um, I didn't really get a good a good angle. Uh, I was sitting more in the north end zone, so I couldn't really see what happened. Uh, but you could tell that it was definitely you know not a very great injury, and no injury is good, but this one especially uh, with him being carted off looked like he had a bit of a neck brace on as he was being carted out. Uh, both teams going out to to go salute him off the field and make sure that they, you know, got to see him before he was carted off. His West Virginia teammates and Neil Brown were huddled around him the entire time, and then Steve Sarkeesian uh, brought up sort of a team prayer uh, to the side as as he was being taken care of by the medical staff. But really, great news to hear um, on CJ, just because uh, I talked with talked about this with Ian earlier in our preview show earlier this week how how great of an athlete was as, as he is as a true freshman, uh, converted from a tight end wide receiver in high school to play running back at West Virginia, and he had 326 yards and six touchdowns, the leading rusher for the Mountaineers coming into this game. So obviously hope the best for him, and uh, he gave a thumbs up while he was going off the field. Really good news to hear that he's got movement in his extremities uh, and hope he gets back on the field soon, but all, more than anything, hope he gets better soon.
0: All right, Tommy Yerish reporting for Inside Texas and on Texas football. Thanks, Tommy. You guys have a good night uh, and and uh, enjoy the victory as a Longhorn uh, tonight, Bud.
2: All right, you guys take care. Thanks for having me. All right, you have a good one, Bud.
0: Um, all right, that's Tommy Yerish. Tommy uh, uh, works uh, does some work for us for Inside Texas and on Texas football. Uh, Rod, we talked a little bit about defense there. Okay, um, what what do you think is in in and, and Ian? All right, Ian. Excuse me, Tommy talked about the defensive line and how well they did in uh, run-stop tonight. Uh, Your defensive player of the game, given that.
1: Uh, Man, it's actually pretty tough to just get to one particular player. I don't know if one guy had a number of standout plays. I do remember, you know, Darren Sorrell had a sack. I think Ojemo had a sack as well coming back. Uh, I like the way the D-line is played. Hell, man, I could probably give it to the D-line considering they put pressure on JT Daniels and also were able to stop the run uh, pretty consistently all game long. So uh, maybe I'll just give it to the D-line. Maybe I'll just give it to the whole D-line. That's what I'll do. I know it's a cop out. Uh, but I, I, will, I will tell you that I don't, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but I don't remember one guy having a, a number of standout plays, just one guy having a tough stand-up place on it. So, I like the way the D-line played, though. I think they had a, a lot of guys uh, make some plays. Uh, Jalen Ford, I see, led the team in tackles again. But he's a tackling machine. It seems to be – I mean, is this his second or third game that he's been the leading tackler for the team?
0: I think it's his first consecutive game.
1: Fourth consecutive game being the leading tackler. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, that's, that's really impressive, man, for Jalen Ford. It really is. Uh, that is – I did not realize he'd been that productive for four straight games. Seems to be getting better and better every
0: game, too. More and more comfortable. After getting zero tackles against Louisiana Monroe, Rod. And missed three. He missed three versus ULM. Well, he was down, At
1: least I think Pro Football Focus said he missed three.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, I, he didn't make a tackle. seen not only did he miss tackles, he didn't make a tackle in the entire uh first game of the season. Uh yet now comes back and and I think for four consecutive weeks has led the team in tackles. Uh Jaron Thompson with 10, DeMarvian Overshone, I thought played really well, uh, provided some pressure, uh, made a play down the line of the scrimmage that kind of flashed uh to me as well. Uh, I would probably if I'm really talking about it, though, I'm either giving it to Jalen Ford or Byron Murphy. Uh Murphy, I thought was a beast in the middle and, and really locked some people down. Um yeah. you, you know, let's let's do this. What what time is it, Rod? It's, it's it is uh, 10 21. Oh, and what happens at 1020? <laughs> Let's talk about next week. 1021. Uh, OU. <laughs> OU. <laughs> Sorry, I
1: wasn't focused. I apologize. Let's focus on next week. It is 1021 and OU still sucks. My bad. I, I caught you off guard you on that.
0: You got me. See, I'll focus on West Virginia. So I was like, oh. It's 1021. And I I, I I moved it pretty quick. I moved it pretty pretty quick there. Hey dude. Uh, as, you, as we th- think about it right now, you watched OU. You, you and I talked a bit, little bit before um, we went on the air this, tonight. Um, Dylan Gabriel out, it looks like, uh, given – we think he's going to be out. It appeared that he got a concussion uh, against uh, TCU early. That's the starting quarterback. Uh, OU did not look good on defense in particular uh, against uh, TCU. TCU really um, spread them out and uh, delivered the ball downfield a lot and then was, were able to, to also effectively run against a, a Sooners front that uh, they just don't look as talented – not talented, they just don't look as good as they have in years past. Um, and, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But what were your thoughts of watching Texas tonight and then OU earlier today and how Texas maybe matches up for, for the Red River shootout this coming weekend?
1: They're obviously, you know, going to be you know, potentially without a certain quarterback. And uh, Dylan Gage, I think it's the biggest storyline. Now we don't know that for sure, um, but he did have a head injury. And I think with the uh, national dialogue, right, like the discourse happening right now with the tour situation um, and player safety and head trauma, I don't see them taking that kind of chance. But like I said, there's a concussion protocol we'll have to wait to see. Um, but the defense, defense has been an issue in back-to-back weeks for them. Adrian Martinez exposed that defense. Now Max Duggan jumping the purple kryptonite in back-to-back weeks for Oklahoma. Um, that's going to be a problem for them um, if if they don't be, if they don't correct some of those mistakes. And you're right, it's the rush defense is a problem for them, but also their passing because they're giving us some deep balls vertically downfield. Texas was able to take advantage of that last year against Oklahoma early on. And uh you saw the way they stretched to the field vertically versus um you know versus West Virginia tonight. I think that's something that Texas can take advantage of and we'll see if uh, Texas can have as good a start as they had last year uh in the Texas OU game. They just gotta finish better. And that's what this team's been working on. All right, they all about finishing and closing better. And I think that's gonna be for Stark, that's gonna be his his rallying cry. We gotta finish, we gotta close.
0: So OU for the first time, I think, in uh a couple of decades has lost back to back. Conference games. Uh, it's the that's, second time since 1999 to okay. lose back
1: back games. Second yeah. time in 99.
0: That, that's amazing. That, that's good. That's a. They've been on a heck of a roll. Uh, you know, and Brent Venables is, is got a tough tough road ahead. To uh, now going into uh, Red River with his backup quarterback, uh, and on a two game losing streak. You mentioned Purple Kryptonite. Uh, you know, I I. <laughs> I think Real, man. for whatever reason, I, I think of losing two in a row uh, is like they, they lost to Kansas state, obviously. And then uh, TCU, they drank the purple drink, you know, and next, <laughs> week, next, next week it's time for the burnt orange drink. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if that, that works out. Um, Rod, uh, looking at overall, uh, I thought that this was such an important game for the Longhorns. Huge. Um, Huge. Because if they lose this game, they have no confidence going into OU. Um, and, you know, this was a game on paper. They were favored by 10. Um, but it didn't feel like they should have been favored by 10 because, you know, you just – they were only a couple plays away. I, I don't want to, to, to uh, you know, paint a, a negative picture. They were only a couple ways from, from beating both uh, Alabama and Texas Tech. But we both know that a couple of plays – Uh, is actually a big thing in football because you have to make the plays to win, right? Um, And so uh, you look at this game where they came out and I really felt like they dominated from the get-go. Just such a good performance overall. Uh, Where do you think this team stands right now uh, five games into the season? Uh, I think they're in a good place.
1: Uh, We've seen them battle adversity. What I love about the season is their biggest issue last year was they would face adversity and we would see them all too often, right? Collapse in the face of it, all right? Uh, collapse on them in, on themselves like a dying star. <laughs> it would just take four quarters to do it. Um, this is a team so far this year in a lot of different ways, backup quarterback, losing in Lubbock already. Uh, you know, you've been talking about the injuries that they've had, different things. They, they faced adversity in a number of ways already, and we've seen them bounce back. I like the resilience Uh, the uh, the football character of this team. Um, I liked what the coach was going. They got a long way to go. They got a lot of work to do, Um, but you can tell this is obviously not the team that it was last year. That's what I think they had to prove to Longhorn fans. And we saw a little bit of deja vu last game versus Texas Tech and them losing in the same manner they lost in last year. So Longhorn fans had low PTSD. But I think they were out after the players' meeting out to prove, no, no, no this is not last year's team. This is a different team. Um, and I think they showed a lot of uh, fortitude, showed a lot of grit coming out here. and Being a West Virginia team, by the way, I thought was a good team. I didn't think Texas would come out and 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 get up four touchdowns on them. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they would win the game. But that shows you Texas wanted to come out
0: and make a statement.
2: Download June's journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You
0: know, look, Texas needs to find a way to keep this going. Period. End of story. They, 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 they came out strong and stayed strong, scored on the first possession of the second half. I thought was huge uh, because the third quarter is when Texas is let down uh, in past games. That was different. Uh, then the, the, uh either the next drive or the one after that they went down and scored a, another field goal um those sorts of things matter uh i, I think that uh, those are blueprints for texas uh in the future uh if you're just joining us texas beating west virginia uh 38 to I uh, 38 to 20 uh on the night uh these are the this is the drive chart rod i want you to look at it tell me what you think that first drive oh, texas got it came uh a, uh, uh, a uh, sack by Hudson. Uh, Hudson Card was sacked, put an end to that drive. But the next five times they had full possessions, uh, Texas scored touchdowns. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I think that, you know, that fast start for the defense was the key. We've seen the fast start from the offense before. That's not shocking. That's not surprising at all. I think the fast start from the defense being able to get off the field after the troubling performance for them on money down, specifically fourth down versus Tech, that really was the key, Bobby. That was the key, and I and I go back and watch it and track it, but I just I just specifically remember them being very aggressive on those third downs early on. And you said it, you know, while we were texting, it didn't fit Texas' formula to win to try to play, you know, complimentary football if the defense was going to give up early scores. And then the offense was gonna score early, and then we would get the second half either collapse or the conservative second half from the offense. Uh, that was gonna to lead to a lot of losing. That was a bad, that was a bad formula for Texas. What you need was to go along with the quick start for Texas, you also needed the quick start from the defense to give you more of a cushion, <laughs> essentially going to the second half and then better adjustments. And I think we got that at least that the better start from the defense. That was a sound start from the defense. They also made some bad plays later on in the game. which we can get to the passing appearances, um, you know, guys being out of position at times, that did happen. But early on in the game, you can tell they came out with a specific purpose, and that was to make sure they got off the field. G-O-T-F, get off the field. And they did early on.
0: Yeah. Hey, Rod, question for you. You feel like they were active on defense, swarming to the ball? I did. I think you can see it too. I mean, they were
1: active, swarming to the ball. That's why now, I, I didn't track the missed tackles yet, but I mean, there was not a lot of y- yak yards uh, after guys were able to either shed a tackle or get some space. I mean, those guys really did, as Sark says, I guess, populate to the football. That's the Sark time. We yeah. got to not football. But it populates the football.
0: I feel like they're starting to tackle to the ground. Yep. a little bit. Uh, you know yep. what I mean by that? They that, that helps totally whenever right. you have more than one person on on the on on top of you, uh, right? Uh, yep. There was a couple times where a guy broke a tackle, but uh, people were right there behind him. Uh, I felt like they set up uh, this game uh, to stop the run and designed it, and we're going to take some risks on third downs. Uh, they did. I don't they know did. a single time. Texas didn't rush at least five. They, I, missed, I, they I, missed on third down a lot. Yes, yeah. um, played the corner, played the star position off, and got beat on back-to-back slants on opposite sides too. I don't know if you noticed that in the, the second half. Uh, I was uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a tendency that other teams try to take advantage of uh, as they move as they move forward this year. Yeah, and they uh,
1: dropped, dropped some, too, Bobby. They dropped. Yeah. They probably dropped two, three crucial passes. That's on third down. They could have kept drives allowed for them. And they wanted to also attack where those linebackers were. That's the purpose of those slant routes. Uh, they just couldn't connect to enough of them. They dropped too many of them. They, they have this, and they had used some of those crossers, too, that were open at times as well. They had the right idea. They just weren't aggressive. And I gotta tell you, West Virginia was flat. They were flat. They say whether it was Texas that took them out of the game early or whether they just didn't have the juice. They seemed a little flat early, they just didn't have enough. And I think and you know what, you went, you talked about this last week, right? Well, if Texas would have stopped tech on those early fourth downs, would tech have kept going forward. now? Probably would have kept going for it, but if you stop them early, then it probably would have changed the tone because they're not six of eight, they're probably four of eight, and you may end up winning that game. Texas success early on, I do think, changed because we went for it on fourth down early, too. They had a fourth down, they went for it early on, they didn't make it. I think that changed Neil Brown's tone and it really hurt kind of the overall uh, you know, overall confidence, I think, of that offense and the way they functioned. It really did. If they would have early drive and success early, I think it may have changed the entire mood, if you will, that sideline for West Virginia.
0: Let, let me ask you this, Rod. Um, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, Texas has to... If they're going to be first half scoring team, they need they need points and they need the other team not to score as many, right? Yeah. Uh, that's that's what Sark wants to do, and so uh, they need to take more chances in the first half. But but let me let me ask you this uh, as we uh, think about it: um, is there is there anything else they can do on third down other than just simply blitz? I, I know that sounds uh, rudimentary and yeah. kind of basic, uh, but it feels like they're still playing – you have to play off a little bit in blitz so you don't lose – so you don't give up seven points, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it felt like they probably defended in zone, particularly the linebackers, a little tighter tonight. Did you feel that at all? Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. It seemed like the windows were smaller. Yeah. They'll
1: throw the – throw the football through um so i'm waiting there now I'll go back and check it out but i i felt that as well and i mean i think if you want first of all yes blitz because you got to be more aggressive but you can also have simulated pressures where you actually aren't blitzing but you're creating the illusion of pressure um uh what some of my coaches used to call ghost fronts where you put you know a, a lot of guys up at the line of scrimmage some guys in a two-point stance, some guys in a three-point stance, and last minute maybe you rush four maybe you rush five maybe you dr- maybe you rush three and drop the rest of them so you can do a lot of different things in terms of trying to deceive the quarterback but ultimately you do need to try to be aggressive so the static looks on third down and while wow, pk likes to bend but don't break defenses that's not going to get it on third down. Third down is the down to get aggressive. That is the down to try to play with the pre-snap looks of the quarterback and I like this. I do I like to blitz. Uh, I, I, you know, and even if you're not blitzing, I like to bring a guy from the back seven uh and maybe, you know, drop out a defensive end and do a zone blitz or uh you know, a, a simulated pressure. I want I want to have something that creates confusion and creates chaos on third down. Because that ultimately will benefit the defense more than benefits the offense. Office work on precision, they work on timing, execution. You create chaos. They hate that. That's their worst nightmare. And I think on third down, you need to try to create more chaos. Disrupt the wide receivers, throw off that timing, bump and run those guys, and get after the quarterback as much as you can. So yeah, you can do more than blitzing, but yeah, blitzing is probably where it starts for me. More of that on third down.
0: Um, I want to say this: uh, if if you're just joining us uh, and hadn't heard yet, uh, C.J. Donaldson, the running back uh, that went off the field, uh, was immobilized. Uh, he, uh, uh, they are saying in post game uh, that he is uh, his extremities are moving; he's able to move them. Uh, so that means it's probably, hopefully, uh, just a severe bruise. Uh, to the spinal cord and or uh, he got knocked out at some point and, and was concussed. Uh, so we, we certainly hope uh, the very best for that, that young man, Rod, I want to say another thing for you to to think about here, just how important that fan, the Texas fan base was tonight. Um, Tommy mentioned it when he came in three consecutive uh, I think that's three consecutive uh, uh, crowds over a hundred thousand. Yeah that that's, that's Texas is, I know it's, it's for so long. And you and I've been covering this a long time. Texas hasn't always considered had what would be considered a home field advantage. Fans would come in late uh, to, in the first quarter, especially at 11 o'clock games. Right. Yep. Um, fans would not necessarily be rowdy, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, but I, I really think that the move by Chris Del Conte to make Tickets first come, first serve for students changed the whole atmosphere in the pregame. It is a more uh, involved fan base now earlier in games as opposed to the entire student section or most of it being half empty at game time.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I was actually watching the game um, and my wife remarked, she was like, is this a student section over here? And I was like, no, it's not. It's just more students are here. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. It wasn't the student section. It was like, there's a lot of students over there, but you're right. And I agree with you about what CDC and, and Drew Martin have done there. It, it, and I think what is more remarkable is that we know it's coming, but the football program hasn't really given Longhorn fans a return on that emotional investment yet, but Longhorn fans feel that they know it's coming. They know it's brewing. Um And they, and I talk to the fans all the time. Man. They got, they got love for Sark. They got love for, you know what he his vision is for the program, right? We don't know if it's going to come to fruition, all right? We we all pray and hope it's going to come to fruition, but they like the vision that he has for the program. Listen, I keep going back to he sold the Manning family on that vision, so they <laughs> like that vision. I think and I think fans right now there's a. There is a lot of uh, optimism. There's an air of optimism. Longhorn fans believe with Quinn Ewers, too, and, you know, still, with, what they saw from him and Bama in the one quarter versus Bama, they saw from Quinn Ewers, even though you lost the game versus Texas Tech, and that was an abomination. That shouldn't have happened. There's still a lot of optimism. Longhorn fans still really think that this program is going to turn around sooner rather than later, and that's where it's going to be. you got to do it.
0: Uh, I want to say another unsung hero this game. Uh, and talk about it, and that's the offensive line play. Um, I thought Texas did a good job in pass protection tonight. Uh, West Virginia's got a pretty good defensive front. Uh, they they can stop the run if they want to, uh, but genuinely I believe uh, that you look at what Texas did uh, in pass protection, and really other than that first uh, possession sack of Hudson Card, Texas did a good job of keeping Hudson Card clean in the pocket.
1: Yeah and I think start after last season with the offensive line and it being a you know a, a subpar offensive line with limitations I think he really uh you know honed in his play calling ability to and his play designing uh to be able to to mitigate the damage done by a subpar offensive line. That's why a lot of the pre-snap motions and shifts to get the defense going, the misdirection that's kind of baked into the offense, a lot of that does help the pass protection. Um, and I think with this offensive line, considering they're starting two true freshmen, um, there's no doubt that Kyle is doing a phenomenal job. That's all i am say. saying scheme also helps, but Kyle Flood's doing a hell of a job. And the truth is Kelvin Banks, is a he's a prodigy. I mean, that guy is going to play on Sundays and um he's going to get drafted the only question is how high he's he's a guy that all you need to see him is a few snaps at the at the, at the highest level and knowing that he's a freshman you know that his rate of development his upside and trajectory are phenomenal I mean so uh that's that helps too I mean that guy is having that guy to be your building block around the offensive line for the next three years is going to be a a huge advantage for Texas
2: Speaking with
0: uh, Rod Babers, former all-conference cornerback uh, for the Texas Longhorns, had the famous line, nobody catches the ball on my side of the field, not even me. Not even me. Coach Brown didn't like that line. And I was
1: like, hey, that's the truth. I was just trying to tell the truth. Even back then, Bobby, I was just trying to tell the truth. They didn't want it. Mac Brown said it. wasn't trying to hear it back then.
0: It was the truth. Rod, you made a game – I'll say this. You made a game-saving interception against Oklahoma State where you jumped the corner out. Or you jumped the oh, yeah. slant. That was they a great
1: Yeah, man, jumped the slant. He, he had gotten on the slant a couple of times in the game, jumped the slant. And my favorite play in the game, though, wasn't the game-saving interception. I got beat. I got beat on the deep ball. Uh, and Coach McKinnon told me, so he's like, you got beat on the deep touchdown in the game. And I was like, oh, Rod, he got beat. Got caught slipping out there. And I did. And they went for it on two points. They thought I was, they was like, oh, his feelings are hurt. He's still thinking about it. So they went after your boy on the two point conversion, Bobby. And I stopped him. <laughs> I stopped him. It was Rashawn Woods, too, the first round pick. I stopped him on the two point conversion. I was like, "Now, nah, y'all not going to get me twice in a row. And Coach Akina, when I came back to the summer, he was like, I knew you was going to stand there. They tried to get you twice. They thought you was a sucker. They thought you was a sucker. <laughs> I was like, no, man, I was stood up. So that was a that was a great game. Battling that varsity, baby. Balanced person.
0: All right. that game. So, so let me ask you this: What your overall take on the secondary? I, I wanted, to, I was trying to segue into it uh, and talk about that because, um, you know, he, uh, Tommy said this a little bit. He, he said that the JT Daniel still was able to move the ball down down the field, but yeah. I felt like much of that was when the game was already kind of decided. Uh, and Texas had called, not necessarily called off the dogs, because I, I felt Texas stayed pretty aggressive throughout the entire game, uh, actually. Uh, West Virginia put together a couple of nice drives, and instead of dropping a couple of passes, they caught them, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, but your your point there, Rod, uh, is where where do you think this team is from a coverage uh, perspective? Uh, Deshaun Jameson, Ryan Watts, Jaron Thompson, Anthony Cook, and, of course, A. Barron.
1: Yeah, and this is my thing about you know DBs. I said everybody's gonna get beat. It just happens. You're gonna get beat, man. The game is too evolved. The passing game is too specialized. Uh, they got too many cheat codes they're using. What I want for my DBs is I need you to make more plays on the ball than you give up. And I would say now I'm starting to see some guys make plays on the ball. They're getting their hands on the balls, not getting the picks like we want the interceptions, but the PBU's. They're getting. They're breaking up passes. Right. Uh, so I, that's what I want to see. That, that means we have entitled coverage downfield. And I like what I'm seeing from the DB so far, man, they're competing. Uh, I'm not seeing a lot of uh, like busted coverages. Like what's the last busted coverage you saw from Texas? Have we seen a busted coverage this year? I don't know if we've seen one. Not, not, not one deep. Not a, not a big play busted because you're right. Yeah, we've probably seen linebackers getting beat because they're out of position, that kind of thing. you right. I mean busted coverage, meaning for a deep play, explosive play. Um, that means guys at least they're comfortable in the system. They know the system well enough to know that t- to maintain the structural integrity of the system. Now, what you need to see is I need to see guys so comfortable in the system that they're able to go out there and actually make more plays on the football. And I think that's what I'm seeing a little bit more of. Now, the truth is. They dropped some crucial passes on third down, too. Uh, they they were working Texas on the slants, I think, to try to attack that, that central core. Uh, and that's what that's what people are gonna try to go after with Texas, You've got to try to attack that linebacker depth with those crossing routes, with those inside breaking routes. So if you get a team that catches some of those passes, you could be in trouble. And JT Daniels starts to find his rhythm late and give Texas credit. They didn't let him find his rhythm early. He didn't have, he was all out of rhythm. He was erratic. Uh, early in the game. Ball placement was off, but remember later on in the game he started putting the ball on the money on some of those drives. So I think he just found his rhythm. It just took him a while to do it, but by then the game was out of hand. That's complimentary football. Yeah, They yeah. I mean, yes, They had some decent drives later on, but they made some good adjustments and made some plays, but by then you know, the game was out of hand and everything was difficult for them offensively. That was nothing really easy. There were a couple of plays they made, big plays, but they had to earn everything from that Texas defense this game, and that's what I like, too. I like that it was it was a hard-earned you know, touchdown drive, or a hard-earned play, or a hard-earned hard conversion for West Virginia. Nothing seemed easy, and I'll give that credit to Pete Bukowski in the scheme, but also to the guys playing title coverage. Linebacker depth dropping in their pass coverage also was a lot more crisp, and you got, I think that's when you notice the passing windows were what was shrunk a lot. They they were a lot, they were a lot, still a lot smaller than they were in the Texas Tech game.
0: No, that, that's progress. Yeah. Rod, that that's progress. And that's I think that um that's one of the things that we've talked about that that Texas needed to continue to show on defense as they get in into this year. Every I think other than against Texas Tech, you felt like there was progress made. Yeah. Um I do I want to add this. The re the uh uh, not the reemergence, uh, but Mora Ojomo showing back up no, uh, and playing. Uh, he he made a couple of plays where you're like, okay, he's getting he's he's somebody that that. And I mentioned this in my my pregame article on InsideTexas.com. Mora Ojomo would have made one play against Texas Tech that may have stopped the drive. I like that. I mean, he he really that's may that. have because I you know they had to go to Jet Bush late in that game because. A hundred plays is a hundred plays, uh, and you, you at that point in time you're just trying to pick people off the bench uh, to get them in there. Um, but you know we mentioned that, so I want uh, to I want to give credit tomorrow because I thought he played another solid game. Uh, Alfred Collins did play. Somebody asked about that in the chat. He did play. Uh, I do not know. Did you see if uh, Keandre Coburn uh, Rod came back into the game uh, after he went out? I, I thought oh. he got his bell rung.
1: What? What? When did you go out? Yeah, uh, uh, like mid third,
0: mid third quarter, I think.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you if I if I had to go back and I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, okay. you know, not for. You. Yeah, I, I, not not that I recollect. Um, but like I decided I'd go back and watch it. I think KJ Coburn, by the way, is playing really well. The interior D linemen have played well, man. Tavondre swept. Uh, you know, Keandre Coburn, Byron Murphy, that actually had been probably the most consistent part of the defense all year long.
0: Would you say?
2: Yeah.
1: I, take I, think
0: I think there's no doubt uh, real quick. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, turnovers and the lack of them for the Longhorns. Uh, before we do that, I want to wow. mention uh, our sponsor uh, at the post game show and that's Laura Baker. Uh, she is an accomplished Austin realtor uh, with the Andy Allen team at uh, Keller Williams. She can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, uh, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Contact her at laura at andyallenteam.com. Rod, uh, somebody posted on the chat, and it's uh, West Virginia ran 78 plays tonight. Texas Tech ran 100 last week. 178 plays, no turnovers so far uh, in the last two games for the Longhorns.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's – I'm trying to figure out a way to that or remedy that. I mean, you're getting pressure on the opposing quarterback. You got 44 pressures <laughs> versus Texas second Donovan Smith, pressure him on percent of his dropbacks. Just saw that on eyes that you got pressure on JT. Would well, you have, three sacks uh, versus West Virginia? Um, yeah, I, it's it, that's a weird one, man. That's strange. I always thought ball hawks some guys that just had trust me i didn't have it i was not a ball hawk i played though i played with the nathan basher ball hawk Got, had it natural i mean he when the ball it was his that's that, that was the mindset always with him i do there are certain players football players that have a natural instinct to go with the ball i play with some guys like derrick johnson who would, when he tackled guys he would Tomahawk chop the ball. Like that was something he would do naturally. And then we started practicing it. And then Boori said, Hey, you know what? We got everybody should be doing that. Everybody should go out there. First guy wrap them up, other guys go for the ball. Now you catch it and you can start to practice it and drill. Hey guys, we need wrap them up. Everybody else go for the ball. You know, for Texas, I think they're just basic. Hey man, wrap them up and get them to the ground, all right? Instead of trying to go for the ball. But maybe now that needs to be an emphasis. Hey, guys, we need the ball. Not only can you get it down and go to the ground and wrap it up, but we need somebody else coming in to, to, to knock the ball away or jar it loose. Um, and you know, that's something you can practice. But in terms of DBs, I think that's just something that comes natural. You got a ball hawk in your secondary or you don't. Some guys, they just they, – they really, truly – they have a great way of positioning themselves – they bait quarterbacks. I never baited a quarterback, Bobby. I was way too, I was, I was too much of a chicken to bait a quarterback. Hell no, I'm getting tight. And If you throw it, I'll have tight coverage. But I knew some guys, they would bait quarterbacks. Nathan Batch would bait a quarterback. Oh man, I'm going to bait him on this post route. I'm like hell no, I'm not baiting no. I will be locked up. If, if I'm baiting, I'm beat. <laughs> I wasn't baiting him, Bobby. I was beat. <laughs> right? So I, I, I do think for the interception-wise, in terms of guys getting their hands on the ball, that's something that I think is a more natural. But getting fumbles and fumble recoveries, that's something you can practice and drill.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Yeah, well, I, I tell you what, uh, uh, Texas almost lost a uh, uh, an uh, onside kick tonight too. Keelan Robinson, uh, uh, Xavier Worthy totally misplayed that, clearly wasn't uh, ready for that sort of uh, play uh, but uh, Keelan Robinson bailed him out a little bit uh, and uh, with a heads-up play coming up from the deep position to recover that onside kick. I thought that was pretty impressive uh, by Keelan. Uh, Rod, uh, few uh, we've got about five more minutes here. We're going to go for an hour tonight uh, in the postgame. Tomorrow I'll have uh, Justin Wells on. We'll do an, a rapid reaction uh, for the Longhorn game, uh, and then also we'll have lunch with the coach on Monday with Coach Brian Irwin. Uh, he was texting me during the game. He loved the. Uh, he was the one that was telling me, "Oh, they're flying around on defense. I love it, Rod." <laughs> he was. He was all about that. Uh, I've got to say this. Uh, what's interesting? Looks like Rod is uh, cut out right now. He's he's had a problem with his connection all post game. So uh, I'll finish this up. Uh, Texas heads to Red River uh, next week, and you know, as a someone that graduated from Texas, went to Texas. I uh, worked for the team while I was there and followed the team for 30 years uh, easily, not including when I was in uh, high school or even junior high or uh, before that. There is no game like Texas, Texas, uh, Texas OU. There just there just isn't one. Um, and even if OU is without their starting quarterback, even if Texas is without its starting quarterback, that game is one that I, I I've been to. 20 of them, I can recall maybe two or three where it felt like the other team really didn't show up. Um, And so regardless of whether or not uh, Oklahoma lost its starting quarterback and its starting running back, it sounds like possibly, uh, whether or not they gave up 55 points to TCU, um, this is one of those games where you throw everything out the window next week. Uh, Doesn't mean that Texas shouldn't win. Uh, because I think that uh, when the lines come out this week, uh, we'll we'll see uh, Texas being favored over OU. Uh, but given that um, Texas sits here at three and two uh, now, they've got OU. Uh, they've also got Iowa State next after that at home. Uh, Texas could go it, theoretically right now, go on a little win streak that they haven't had in three years or two years, I guess, um, since uh, the pandemic season when they won a couple in row that, that all being said, um, this is a, this is a key point in time. This was a big win for, for Texas and Steve Sarkeesian, because it was a game that could have been a trap game a year ago. Uh, They lost uh, to a West Virginia team 31, 23, a year ago, West Virginia didn't have uh, in I mean, they, they changed quarterbacks, but this quarterback's better than the one they, uh, lost. Um, this is a better Texas team this year. They're playing better and more as a team on defense. Um, they're still uh, learning how to be in a more explosive offense. Uh, but I think maybe even Sark learned a little something about what it takes to move the ball effectively with Hudson Card. And he's done that. Uh, he did that tonight. Uh, and I, I look, I expect good things in Red River uh, and it's going to be an 11 o'clock kick. I think, Uh, with on Fox uh, Sports. Uh, It is the big, uh, I think that's going to be where it's at, but it's the big Fox uh, showdown game uh, that day. Um, Texas needs to come out and put a little something together now. They can't let this just be a one hit wonder and then go back. Uh, I think every Texas fan says the same thing about that. Uh, They have it within them uh, to do this. Uh, I want to close out and go over the The final stat line, uh, the QB rating for Hudson Card tonight, 208. 21 of 27, 303. I thought Steve Sarkeesian did a tremendous job of getting him going early. And it wasn't um, – it was not uh, in the big play realm that he necessarily did it. He got him going with the quick passes to the outside – Uh, The little option routes to the running backs, to JT Sanders. Uh, He hit a couple of little ball, a couple of balls. But until he threw that touchdown pass uh, to Xavier Worthy, he really, really hadn't uh, settled in uh, as a pocket passer. He had done some stuff, but uh, not much. He made that play and then Texas scored on those five consecutive possessions. Uh, That is a, a big deal. Uh, somebody is saying the game is on uh, the game is on ABC this year. It may well be. Uh I, I could be wrong about that, by the way. Uh Devontae Hamilton. I know the the Fox, I think the Fox Network picked that up, uh, but I think that may have been I was thinking about they picked up the uh Alabama game uh earlier this year, and I was just for some reason uh, having a brain freeze there. Uh Rod, Rod is back now. Rod, I'm gonna try to bring you back in. Um Can you hear me? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um,
1: that's okay. You,
0: you've had problems. Hey, it happens to all of us. Rod, the question I have for you is I started segueing into talking about OU um, okay. and how no matter – just throw out the records. It, it doesn't really matter. This game is always a bloodbath to some level. I, I told people I've probably been to 20-plus of them in my lifetime, and I can think of maybe three that weren't bloodbaths at some level, Right. Um, what are your thoughts about Texas heading into OU?
1: Uh, I agree with you about the bloodbath thing. It's a line of scrimmage game, uh, usually what it comes down to, which I, I like that part of it, right? Um, I, I think for Texas going into this game, uh, it has a, a different, a significant purpose. Obviously, it means a lot because of the rivalry and everything. Um, but for Steve Sarkeesian, this is where it started last year. This is like where the narrative started about, oh, Texas gets up in games and then they have second half collapse. You want to exercise the demons uh, about, you know, where Texas is right now and what's haunting the Steve Sarkisian era early on in it. It is that narrative and that narrative started in that game. You remember it, Steve He had the suit on, where he was looking clean with the white pants, and the, the, the opening script was just amazing. It, it, it was just, it made everybody fall in love with Steve Sarkeesian. We were infatuated with him already, but after that, we all fell in love and thought, oh man, actually, Texas is, Texas is gonna be back a whole lot sooner than we all thought. And then the second half collapsed, and, of course, we know the rest of it. Um, And I think it's big for Steve Sarkeesian, big for the team, not only because it's Texas OU, so it's always big. The magnitude of it is immense. But for him especially and for this particular team, what has been their biggest issue, um, what has been their kind of the thing that's haunted them right now and the narrative about them, it all started in this game. I remember it. You all remember it. And they got to exercise that demon. And you can do it right here. You can do it this week. Perfect opportunity.
0: I think that's – Rod, I think that's a great point that I hadn't even thought about. It is the same – this is the game last year, Texas OU, when Texas thought they might have something special brewing, and then all of a sudden it all came crashing down in a half in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Um, and so this is, a, this is a big game for the Longhorns coming up. Uh, congrats to Texas uh, for beating uh, West Virginia tonight, 38 to 20. Uh, a strong game uh, behind Hudson Card. Offensive line, uh, running backs played well, wide receivers. I didn't see a single drop except for maybe, maybe Hudson, uh, maybe Xavier Worthy's uh, uh, halftime Hail Mary that's barely uh, out of the draft. Uh, <laughs> Did he have that one? <laughs> he, almost, he almost had that one, Rod. He literally almost had him. I think it went off for his fingertips, but he made up for it with a spectacular uh, deflected catch in the end zone uh, to start the third quarter. Um, I tell you what, Rod, uh, I I, I, I want to close tonight uh, by saying thank you to you. And thanks to everybody uh, sticking with us here at on Texas football and inside Texas.com. Uh, uh, you've been terrific guest again tonight, Rod, uh, please listen to his show every week. we uh, uh, the drive time show on the horn 104.9. Also, uh, I want to say very, I I really want to say a heartfelt good luck uh, to CJ Donaldson. One more time. Uh, I I think that uh, we all have a lot of us on here have kids. A lot of us, some of you may be kids. No one ever, ever, ever wants to see that happen. And uh, so I thought it was classy uh, the way Texas fans handled that tonight. At the same time, I am uh, so thankful that we're hearing now that he has movement in his extremities as well. All right. Amen. 38 Amen. to 20. Longhorns beat West Virginia. Rod, your singular last thought uh, for tonight. Hey, uh, Hudson Carr, baby. I don't know if Hudson Carr's going to get another start this year.
1: Recording you were getting his start probably in the Texas game. And I want to say thank you. All right. Because, uh, I, he changed the narrative. That was, if you don't like what people are saying, change the conversation. Huston Card, you changed the conversation, brother. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: I I think that's a great way to put it. Uh, Hudson card changed the conversation. He was thought of Uh, He lost the starting job uh, to Quinn Ewers. uh, And then obviously it all uh, last year kind of went down Uh, after uh, losing his job to Casey Thompson and never really coming back, but he showed metal against Alabama, uh, then uh, has done uh, very well ever since. All right. So for Rod Babers, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this issue of the football post or this episode of the football post game show. Thank you all very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, we've got rapid reactions. Also, uh, there are postmortems from Paul Wadlington on Inside Texas as well as Joe Cook is at the game. He's our beat reporter with quotes and news and notes from uh, head coach Steve Sarkeesian, uh, as well as post-game thoughts uh, from Ian Boyd, Jerry Hamilton, Justin Wells, uh, and Eric Nolene, publisher of Inside Texas. For Rod Babers and Tommy Arish, as well as our producer, Matt Hutchison, I'm Bobby Burton signing off. Thanks for watching.